Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Now, a beautiful thing on Open House. It's the result of seven years of talented, gifted dedication that brings together artistic beauty with some deep insights into a number of significant books of the Bible. It is a book in which its author and artist, Fiona Fennigworth, explores a range of themes, God's character, love and kindness, tragedy and grief, rescue, and the quest for life's purpose. Alongside the text are her beautiful, intricate, and painstaking illustrations of uniquely Australian nature. The book is The Scrolls, Illuminated and Illuminating Presentation of the Songs of Songs, Ruth, Lamentations, Ecclesiastes, and Esther from the Bible. This is quite a find. There's a simple, perfect quote from Ecclesiastes in the front of this book, which kind of says it all. I commend joy. The renowned author of The Message, Eugene Peterson, describes this book like this. A stunning integration of the visual and the verbal, drawing us into the beauty of holiness, a sheer gift. Fiona, welcome to Open House. Thank you. It's great to have you with us. It is a remarkable piece of work. Tell us how painstaking this work was to get your many, many illustrations just right. Oh, unbelievable. Obsessive compulsive, I think, is the answer. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of time in the preparation, both thinking through the text, how I wanted to present it, what mood it it gave to me. Lots of walking in the bush in beautiful places, trying to work out if they married with the ideas and the moods of the different books themselves. Doing things in season, which could be very tricky, can I say. Missed... Missed a whole year once because I missed the harvest. Um, had to put that project off for Ruth for 12 months. Missed it. So things like that. You're just working with um, a combination of uni timetables and seasons <laughs> and complicated texts that need lots of time just percolating somewhere. I was going to say, for both your art and your text, it must have taken an extraordinary amount of time. And necessary to slow down. Oh, yes, very tunnel-visioned. Have to be because I had to get into that space, both the space of the text and the space of the illustrations. Yeah. You've had this passion that combines literature, theology and art for a long time. How have they come together for you? Well, I think we were running camps teaching manuscript discovery, different topic. Which we'll talk about. Which we'll talk yeah. about. And I realised that what I'd really like to do is to show the craftsmanship in the created texts in the same way as the natural world around is is crafted. Mm. And to use those to bounce off each other would be a terrific thing. Yeah. To see the Bible not just as God's word, but also as a beautiful piece of craftsmanship, which is where the literature comes into it as well. But also a great gift of art. Oh, yes. How did that begin for you? I think, again, through reading through the manuscript discovery way of studying the scriptures which made you look at reading books as a whole and the more you read them as a whole the more you could follow themes and structure and realize how crafted they were yeah so this really kind of kicked off with a pretty unique course of study at the university of newcastle in new south wales tell us about that well it's an amazing course a very little course and i came in at an honors level but there's now an undergrad degree which just it's called natural history illustration, um, which takes you from anything from looking at insects under microscopes and doing painstaking exact to the millimetre um, drawings from there 
to quite creative work. It might be cartooning or um, storybooks or children's illustration and everything in between, botanical art. What an amazing course. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's, and it's unique. It's, it's only got a fairly small number of students. We learn crafts that aren't taught at many art colleges, just how, how to stipple, how to, how to do things exactly and how to springboard from that into more creative work. What is it about botanical art that floats your boat, as opposed to, say, cartoon drawing? Why do you go for that? Beauty, I think. Yeah. Before then, I was painting and putting paintings in shows and things and realising that what I was really doing was painting beautiful things in nature, feeling that we're always assaulted by the ugly in the world. You've only got to put that on the television. And whether it's the news or the whodunits, the ugly is being thrown at us all the time. And I said, look, I want to do something that says there's, an, there's a parallel way of looking at this world. It does still have beauty and yes. integrity and craftsmanship, and I don't think it's promoted enough. So I deliberately went into that, that side of it. And intricate beauty as well. Yes. The more you look, the more detail there is. If you look things under a microscope, they don't get blurry like you do going into a photograph or something. They get more and more intricate. And I love that sense that it doesn't matter how far you go, there is still that sense of design, that sense of pattern. One of the striking things in this masterpiece that you've given us is um, that you seek to represent in art and in creation the mood and the content of these various Old Testament books. Tell us how that worked. Just sitting down and picking up, up any book of the Bible, so I'm just going to read it through as a whole mm. and then say, okay, how did I react to that? Um, what are my first impressions? What's its mood? And actually putting that into words and thinking through that first off gives you a sense, an emotional response, which is a more holistic response than an in intellectual one. And then that then helps you take apart the pieces once you've got that initial gut reaction to it, if you like. Can you give us a couple of examples of how that works out in practice with these specific books, mm. the different tone that they've taken for you? Well, reading Ruth... Ruth's beautiful. Yes. The, you read Ruth and it's all, to me, pure colours. It's about integrity. It's about happy endings. It's, it's the ultimate Cinderella story it's in a way. Romance. But, but it's also got that vindication of good and all those qualities. It's set in a dark context. Mm. It shines and I wanted to show that. Whereas reading Lamentations through, it's just starkly, bleakly tragic. Yes. And it's just a whole series of poems. You could do them as a performance in, in a um, funeral. Someone called it a funerary rite for a city. Peterson did, and I really liked that. And you've beautifully, mm. beautifully captured that. Why these books? Why did you choose these particular books instead of any others? Books that really still play quite a role in Jewish faith. It started out as coincidence, in inverted commas, okay. um, Running camps um, for adults, teaching them how to read the Bible. I realised we'd done, we'd read Ruth, we'd read Lamentations. Um, my home group had done Ecclesiastes and the Song of Songs. And I thought, wait a minute, that's a set. I'd read Peterson's book called Five Smooth Stones for Pastoral Work, I think it's called. A fabulous book. I read that having studied three of them and thought, they're a set. I'm mad not to do this as a set. As a set, they're wonderful because they're very different from each other, um, not just in style, but in content. And between them, they, they cover just about all the issues that, that we face as 
human beings. And as I said, still today used very much in Jewish yes. worship. There's several Jewish festivals, and at five of them, one of these is read. So Lamentations is, is, is the remembrance of the tragedies that have happened with the Jews. Um, Ruth set in the barley harvest, so it's talking about barley. The Song of Songs is, is read at Passover, which is interesting, because they, they're reading the song as an allegory of the love between God and his people, mm. which is a much more intimate thing than just being rescued and taken from Egypt. So it's trying to put it, that personal, emotional content into interesting. that. On Open House, we're with Fiona Fenigworth, the author of the beautiful Scrolls Illuminated. Fiona, apart from your beautiful art, you've done such a lot of work studying, researching the text of these books and what they've got to say. I want you to take us through, we mentioned before, that method you used to study these books, that of manuscript discovery. Yes, it was life-changing. It was an AFS conference back in Bathurst in 1976, I think. So that's the Australian Fellowship of Evangelical Students. Tony McCarthy introduced it to us, where a, a, um, a book of the Bible is typed out without chapters or verses or any divisions and just given page and line numbers and given it to read as a whole. So how does it fit together? What are the main themes? Follow a th theme from beginning to end through. See what it says as a book. What does it say about that particular As it was theme? originally intended. Yes, really. that's right. Mm. That's right. They did give us... Full stops and other punctuation. but <laughs> Which is more than you got originally. <laughs> Which is more than you got yeah. originally. That's right. I think there was that idea that a group of people studying a text could bounce around ideas and get the feeling of that, that original. In fact, in the end, you feel like talking about my friend Mark. You know, we did Mark. We then started running camps with the Anglican Youth Department. And some of them were a week or 10 days. And we do a gospel or one of the longer books. And in the end, you felt that you knew this person. You knew the way he thought, the way mm. he wrote. And it gave you this, again, this connection that is not just cognitive. It's more like looking at a painting, if you like, as a whole and saying every little bit of that painting counts. You don't just look at it and cut something out yes, of it and one study little that corner. bit. No. You actually look at the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and you've done that with each of these each of these, yes. five books. Yes. That's quite a process, quite a time-consuming Oh, process. very time-consuming, but very rewarding yes, too. I'd imagine. Mind you, Ecclesiastes was difficult. I mean, I can't tell you how many times and how many different ways I approach structuring that. You know, if, if you broke it at all was... Have it, striving after wind yes. then the whole section was negative if you took it the next paragraph there is nothing better than yes. it was positive so how you fit it together really impacts on how you read it so i'm going to present you with quite a challenge from all that work and all that intricate uh, time-consuming work i'd love you to give us a kind of bullet point summary take you to the other extreme in a way of each book what they say what their big idea is. I know it's a big task and a big ask. So can we start with Song of Songs? What does that say? Oh, to me, it's just a celebration of, of romantic love. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. It's lovely poetry, but it really is just a celebration of two people in love. It has been taken allegorically, which is interesting, but to me, primarily, it's a love song. Yeah. Ruth? Mm. Ruth is about faith, faithfulness, love commitment and God working behind the scenes to orchestrate things to work 
to good, all things working together for good for those who love him, yes. I think. Lamentations, not hard to think about what that's saying. Why do you think it's saying what it says? Why the lament? How come that finds its way into the Bible? Oh, I think it's wonderful. It gives us a model that we can say anything to God. You can be angry. You can be upset. You can say, are you there? He blocks out my prayer, he says. Well, does God block out prayer? I don't think so. But God never judges him for saying that. That's how he feels. Mm. So I think it gives you that ability to say things to him. Anger is part of a relationship, not a breaking of it. And honestly. Yeah. Yes, well. that's right. Yes. Ecclesiastes. So what, have you made, <laughs> what do you make of that <laughs> when well, you think, take it all together? I think it's about contentment. Okay. Yes. I, th- I think it's saying be content. God's there. He's looking after you. You can see life as either a task to be achieved, in which case you are driven and you will never get there, or you see it as a gift from God, mm. in which case you are content. And finally, Esther. Esther's this wonderful black comedy, can I say? <laughs> um, again, God working through circumstances. Yeah. And I think it's, it's poking a lot of fun at the huge ruler of the day and saying, look, he's really got feet of clay. Don't be, don't be intimidated by the big forces of the world. Oh, that's a big challenge and you've done so well. That's <laughs> lovely. I'm glad I thought of asking you. Can I also ask you this? You're so good with your art, and, but also words. Can you put into words your love of all of this? What do you get out of it and why do you do it? Well, it comes out of a belief in God, but a belief in a God who I love as a creator, that he creates with this masterful craftsmanship both words and nature. And if I can bounce the craftsmanship in one against the craftsmanship in the other, then that's an absolute privilege. It's always struck me about so many things of life, so many things of beauty, that God really didn't have to do it. No, unnecessarily beautiful. It, it could be all in black and white, for instance. That's right. Yeah. Yes, I remember one of our minister, um, Alan Blanche, saying once, did you ever think that the nature around us is unnecessarily beautiful? Yes. Thought, yes, that's it. That captures it. So what does that say then about God? A God of extravagance, a God with a sense of fun, design. Joy. Joy, yes. Which is why I love that quote at the beginning mm. of the book. Is there another project like <laughs> this on the way? Dare I ask? The very beginning, the very beginning where angels fear to tread comes to mind. I'm looking at John's gospel, but I'm right at the beginning looking at what do I think the main themes, how can I possibly visualize them? How am I going to put it together? So right at the beginning of that. That's going to be a big project. Oh, yes. How long do you think that might take? Probably another three years. Well, if I'm still here in three years, I'd like to have you back to talk (laughs) about John. I've just delighted in seeing and reading this beautiful book and your insights and wisdom in what you've extracted from the text as well. Fiona Fedigworth, thank you so much indeed for joining us. Oh, thank you. And we'll put uh, Fiona's website up on our Open House Community Facebook page. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.